Wealth Tactic Rebels, ingenious tactics to accumulate wealth for people who see things differently. Welcome to another discussion with Wealth Tactic Rebels, the podcast for people who think differently. I'm your host, Kevin Dumont, and I've been thinking differently in the wealth field for well over 10 years. Joining us today is also our co-host, Brian. Hi there, Kevin. Brian Dumont here. I'm happy to be here as always. Hey, Brian. We're happy to have another discussion today. And uh, along the lines of what we talk about thinking differently, today I think we're going to talk about thinking differently and uh, thinking like a rebel. So, Bri, why don't you start a little bit taking us down the road about what that means to think differently? Sure, Kevin. So, you know, I think it always uh, is a good way to kind of open up our minds a little bit and say, hey, you know what? I don't think what's going on doesn't really necessarily make sense to me, but uh, I'm not sure, like, what I'm holding on to or how to look at things differently. So this is just a, a little background in and some help about why it's important to think differently. Absolutely. And maybe how you, how you begin to do that. Yeah. So kind of like an underlying philosophy that we have. Right, right. And what allows us, to, what it kind of allows us to expand our knowledge. So if you could imagine, if our listeners could imagine for a minute, a big circle. And we're going to title this circle Universe of Knowledge, meaning this circle represents all the knowledge you could possibly know in the entire universe. Okay. Sure. That's a lot, obviously. That's a lot of knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) Now here's the interesting part about it. You know, if you took a little piece of pie out of that circle of knowledge, you could carve out a piece that you would say, you know, to be true, meaning whatever it is that you know, you believe is true. And sure. the same thing holds for me, right? Yeah. If I believe it, then I think it's true. Absolutely. And that is that little piece of the pie of all the possible knowledge out there in the universe. Yep. Now, there's also perhaps another slice of the pie, right, of the possible knowledge out there that I know that I don't know. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Right? I, I, You know, how many but, times have you found yourself thinking every day, well, geez, God, learn something new every day. You know, you found yourself saying that. Yeah, and and sometimes it's like there are things out there that I know I don't know. Like, for instance, True. I know I don't know how to snowboard. Okay, <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, I also don't know how to bungee jump, at least not successfully uh, without, you know, thinking I'm going to die because I'm too afraid. <laughs> or a more practical example maybe is like, I know that quantum physics exists, but... I can't tell you a darn thing about it. Yeah. Right? Well, you know the name of it. It's quantum physics, right? We know that much. <laughs> yeah. But that, that's, that's not going to get me too far, <laughs> not, you know? Not too much. Uh, so there's a lot that I know that I don't know out there. And that's part of the circle as well. And then finally, there's a third part of the circle or the rest of it, which probably is the majority of it. Right. And the rest of it falls into what I call the blind spot. Yeah. Meaning... I don't even know. I don't know it. <laughs> right, right. Now, now, when I was 22, I thought I knew everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that, too. I remember thinking how much I knew of all the knowledge out there. It was a pretty big piece of that pie. Right. But uh, now, 
There may be some 22-year-olds listening out there, and maybe you do know everything, or maybe you know you don't know everything. That's great. <laughs> More power to you, okay? But for a lot of us, uh, what I have found happens is that as the years go by, I'm making myself sound even older than I am, but as time goes by, I realize there's an awful lot I don't know. And I discover mm. more about that every every day. You know, that's true. Right? Uh, and little little side note on that, it, my experience in my life, I studied martial arts for years and years. And I remember when I was young, growing up in martial arts, looking up to the black belts, thinking, wow, the black belts, they're amazing, these guys. And I can't wait to be a black belt. And then when I got to be a black belt, when I was finally the expert, I realized how little I actually knew about martial arts. There was so much more to learn. It was really just kind of the entryway of knowing what there is out there. Tip of the iceberg. Tip of the iceberg, yeah. really. Yeah. That's and, and that's you know that's that's the philosophy I've kind of lived with by my life. I know I'm an expert in something when I realize how much there is to know about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think life life was a lot simpler. You know, let's think of uh, some of the great masters from the olden times. You know, right. in the Middle Ages. I mean. Leonardo da Vinci was a man who apparently knew everything about everything, well, yeah, right? He knows more than me, that's everything, for sure. <laughs> everything there was to know in the universe, he already knew it. But I don't think since that time we could ever say that, especially True. not now. True. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's the blind spot in our circle of knowledge, right, all right? right? Now, how do we learn more? How do we expand, if you will, what we know, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Now... There's only a handful of ways, only three ways, really, that we can change or expand what we know. The first one is you can you can go somewhere, meaning yeah. you, you can have an experience. Now, I don't know if you've ever been, if you like to travel at all. I do. Yeah. But if you travel somewhere, you know, I, I like to travel. Yeah. And I, and I got to yeah, tell you, absolutely. when you travel, you have an experience of that place that you can't get any other way. You can watch TV. It's so for true. days and not have the same level of understanding as when you actually go there, right? I guess so. A few years ago, I was um, visiting the Greek islands, and uh, we went out on a catamaran trip, and um, we were out snorkeling and whatnot. I got to tell you, when I was in that water and I looked at you know the water around me. I have never seen cobalt blue water the way I saw it that day, you know? And, right. and hey. Pictures, pictures don't do it justice, It right? just was unbelievable. And I, you know, I spend a lot of time on the East Coast, even, you know, all up and down the East Coast in the oceans and the lakes. I thought I knew water, but that water yeah. and around the Greek Isles was different. I had an experience, you know? Anyway, that's something. So... That's one way. The second way, of course, is that we can read things, right? Or watch things on, on some sort of video. Yeah, YouTube these days, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and that certainly gives us a lot of information, right? <laughs> My son learns a lot that way now. <laughs> it's a whole new world. Yeah, he learns on YouTube, right? Well, all right. Not all things can be learned on YouTube, let me tell you. I was, no, <laughs> let me, no. I was trying to. This past weekend, I was trying to tie a bow tie watching a YouTube video. And let me tell you, there was no way that video was going to get me to tie it right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's a limit, okay, on this kind of experience, which brings me to the third type of experience, which is you can meet people 
who can teach you something, meaning they can transfer knowledge to you. Right. Now, if I had an expert who knew how to tie bow ties, I'm sure that if he were standing there with me, we could have figured it out. I could have figured it out. Yeah. Right. 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 But, you know, that's a different thing. And that's why even today with the explosion of information we have because of the Internet, a professor or a teacher is still an important person in this world because of what we can really transfer to each other. Yeah, it is. It's priceless. So I always say, you know, so let's go back to our circle of knowledge. If those are the three ways we can expand what we know, let's think about that little piece of the pie that is the one that we call what you know to be true, right? Yeah. Let's suppose that you're an expert in something, right? Whatever it is you're an expert in. And if I were going to follow you around, let's say maybe it's your job, maybe your profession. If, I, if, you're, if I'm going to follow you around, isn't it possible that what I currently think to be true about what you do with your job might turn out not to be true? I would think so. I'm sure our listeners would agree with us that they know more about what it is they do than we do. Yeah, and there's a lot of misconceptions about what particular people do, for instance, right? Like on a day-to-day, you know, I would think maybe an architect has some drawing plans. Maybe they go to the place they're, you know, going to build or, or renovate. And they talk to some people and then it kind of happens. But if I followed an architect on a daily basis and around what they really do, it's probably quite different than what I think, right? Right, No doubt, no doubt, yeah. The same is true when it comes to our finances. Ah, so finally we've gotten to finance. (laughs) (laughs) All right, right, listeners? Look, the same question applies to this in finance, that is, what you currently think to be true about finance, if you hang out with guys like Kevin and I, you might find out it's not true. Is that possible? I would think so. Yeah, yeah right? Because, again, it's a specialty. And this is a very specialized niche that we're talking about here, how your money works, that, frankly, they don't teach in school, right? So where are you going to learn it? Well, this is one place you could learn it. And you could find out, in fact, that some of what you believe or were taught about finance might turn out not to be true. Yeah, just possibly. Yeah. All right. And then it's also possible that, for instance, if you hung out and listened to all these podcasts with Brian and Kevin and guests, that a little sliver of that blind spot, which is places or things that you never even heard of, never even had a concept of, you might discover, right? Yeah. Meaning we might even expand what you know, meaning we might reduce your blind spot, financially speaking. Is that possible? I think so. All right. So we're going to play a little game just to illustrate a way in which you might think one thing, but it might turn out to be different. All right? Sounds like fun. You'll I'll play, play along? along? All right. Here you go. You're, you're, the, you're the guinea pig here, Kevin. You ready? All right. All right. And when we're going through this, I just want to say for our listeners, I'm I'm playing along here, but he's going to ask questions and think of answers to yourself and remember it as we go through. There you go. Everyone should be able to answer this, okay? Yeah. So the question is, would you say your income is common or uncommon? Okay. Well, I would say that it's fairly common. Yeah. I'll, let, me, let me repeat that. So listeners, this question is for you, right? Kevin's answering it, but it's for you. Would you say your income is common or uncommon? 
And you would say it's common or uncommon, Kevin? I'm saying common. Yep. Common. Okay. Well, let's find out if that's the case. So now we're going to play what we call the income game. <laughs> you ready? Yay. Is, it, is this kind of like... Um, uh, um, Price is right? <laughs> Price is right there, yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Okay. <laughs> so this is based on statistics, but collected by the IRS, okay? But what would you say the 50th percentile, meaning 50% of Americans have for an adjusted gross income for their household. Household adjusted gross income. What? 50%. So 50%. So this is, this is the, the middle of the road. 50% of the houses earn this amount of money. Yeah, that's it. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to go with about 80,000. All right. 80,000. Okay. Great. Meaning half households earn less than that and half of them earn more than that. Right. Okay. Sure. Okay. Now, the next one, 25%. What do you think the top 25% of Americans' households are making? So this is making more than 75% of, of all households in the U.S. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, let's go with um, 100. All right, 100,000. And what do you th- think the top 10% of American households are earning? Well, now we're kind of getting up there. So 10%, that's more than 90% of the people in the U.S. But they must be making 250. Quarter million. Okay, sure, two fifty, and the top five percent of American households. Now that now we're really getting up there. So top five percent, more than ninety five percent of the people. Let's say, let's say, like I, I bet they're making a million bucks. Okay, listeners, are you agreeing with Kevin, or do you have your own number? Remember what you're thinking. Okay, that's right. So we're at 50%, 25%, 10%, 5%, right? Yeah. So Kevin said at 50, 80, 25, 100,000, 10%, 250, a million for 5%. And now we're up to the last one, which is that it top 1% of American households. What are they earning? Uh-huh. Okay. The infamous 1%ers. Well, we know that they're really up there. So they have to be making a lot of money, right? Those 1%ers. Um, let's go with about 10 million. Okay. 10 million. I, they they got to be making a lot of money. I, I mean, maybe even I'm even on the low side there, but they're making a lot of money, right? Well, I mean, there certainly are a lot of wealthy people in this country, right? All right. Yeah. Now let's think about this. Now we're going to look at the actual numbers as recorded by the IRS. And this is data from 2015. Obviously we don't have, we don't have this information every year, but this is from 2015. You can look on the IRS website. And what? so the real number for the 50%, you ready for this? Okay, sure. 39,275. Ouch, I was, I was a little off, sorry. So if this were the price is right, Kevin, you'd get the big X. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. You were, you were way over. Double. You were way over. Double. Yeah. Okay. It was double. Now, what about the 25% level? What's the real number there? 79,655. Okay, so what I guess for fi- yeah, that's another X. I guess I was right if I was at 50. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're a little closer, all right? But you're still you're not even even your 50th percentile was more than this, okay? So, yeah. um 39 and 79. All right. How about the 10%? You ready? Not really, but. 138. Oh, 31. Oh, gosh. 138,000. 
not two fifty. Wow. Okay, you you are almost double. I was almost you double. Were almost double. So I wonder how our how our uh, rebels are doing right now. Well, they're probably uh, probably a lot of them are over like you. Have hope, hope, probably a little better than me though. Yeah, yeah. I didn't do too well. Yeah, you're a little you're a little uh, <laughs> ambitious here. All right, five percent, five percent tile. Ready? Hundred ninety five thousand seven seventy eight. Whoa. Oh my goodness. I was way off. Yeah, you were at a million. Uh okay. You were like five times over. <laughs> I don't know where I don't know where you live, Ken. Five? What reality you live in, but or either that or else an awful lot of people uh lying on their income tax returns. <laughs> no, who knows? Well, we won't even go there. All right, here we go. The one top percentile. Ready? All right, one percenters. One percenters. Given what I've been doing, I'm not sure. But, okay, let's see it. Four hundred eighty thousand dollars, nine thirty. Really? Yeah, not even half a million. Okay. Not that's, even. That's it. Not close. Now, what you're thinking about with the ten million is probably more like the one percent of the one percent, right? Uh huh. Well, the point. Yeah. The point oh one percent, not the one percent. Right, the creme de la creme. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. There you have it. I don't know how everybody did out there, but uh, here's the next part of this, okay? Why are we going through this? The next part is we got to figure out how much of a percentage of the overall income tax base that each of these groups, these five groups we just looked at, is paying, okay? Right. Because that's ultimately what's important about this, okay? Yeah. So let's start this time at the top, meaning the 1%, the 480000 that they're earning. Yeah. How much percentage of the income tax base do you think they are paying? Goodness. Um, well, they get their tax deductions. We know that. So I don't know, 20%? Mm. Again, it's actually double that. It's 39.04%. Jeez, I should just stop guessing. <laughs> <laughs> so wait a minute. One percent of people are paying forty percent of the taxes. Thirty-nine percent of the taxes. Wow. It's quite astounding, right? Very crazy statistic there. If you if you listen to the media out there, what are they telling you? They're telling us that those top income earners they don't pay enough taxes, right? They don't pay anything. Sounds like, but in fact, right? Forty percent by one percent. I mean, that's astounding. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds like they're paying a lot of taxes now. At the 5% level, which includes the 1% level, we're now up to 59.58% of the taxes being paid by the top 5%. So that's total. So the 5% includes the 1%. Correct. So this is not... Yes, okay. yes, yes. So so basically, we're saying 60% of the taxes are being paid by 5% of the people. That's at 195000 right? Wow. That's another um, alarming statistic. Right, because if you're listening to this podcast and you're making, let's say, 200 or 400, somewhere in there, you're paying the bulk of the U.S. taxes, if you didn't know it. Surprise! (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you already knew it. You knew how much you were paying because it hurt, right? probably felt it, yeah. 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 (laughs) All right, so so let's just finish this up here. So the top 10% are paying 70.59% of the tax base. Yeah. The top 25% are paying 86.62% of the tax base. That's and the top wild. 50 percentile are paying 97.17% wow. of the overall income taxes. So that's almost the whole thing. Yeah. So basically what we're saying is 
half the people are paying all the taxes, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, that's it's like you said earlier, too, when you listen to what you hear in the media, it sounds like the majority of the people, what we're talking about here, the 50, 60% of the people, are paying way too much taxes, and that top 1% to 5% are just skirting all their tax duties. But, sounds like it. Yeah, it's what it sounds like, but these statistics, it's saying something else. Totally different here. And so why are we going over this? Well, let's think about this for a moment. Suppose that you're listening to your average talk show on TV or radio show, or maybe reading something in a money magazine. Those are general sort of medias, right? Just right. public media. Right, right. Wide readership or listenership, viewership. Right. Now, who do you suppose they're talking to? Are they talking to the masses out there or are they talking to a very select group, for instance, the top five or 1% of Americans? Yeah, obviously it's that broad category. They're talking to the masses. They're trying to appeal to the largest amount of people as possible and, and they're talking to them about them. Right, because you don't sell commercial time by talking to 1%, right? <laughs> no. No, no. You need a much no, bigger... That's not how the Super Bowl works. You need right? a, you know, that's not how the Super Bowl works, okay? <laughs> so if that's the case, then the advice that they're giving people, is that going to pertain to you if you're in the top 5 or 1%, or is that going to pertain to the masses? Right, well, obviously by that logic, if you think that way, it, it makes sense that they're not talking to the 5 or the 1%. What they're talking about, their strategies, what they're talking about. They're talking to the mass. If you're in that 1% or 5%, don't apply to you. Right, exactly. It's something else. It's something else. Yeah. And so, you know, if you're in that upper tier, even the top 10%, you've got a very unique tax situation, don't you? Right? As, right. as the IRS looks at you and your tax situation. And so when it comes to figuring out what you should do with your money and how it's going to work best for you, your tax strategy, for instance. Do you want advice that you're going to hear everywhere or are you going to want advice that's really quite different than what the masses are getting? Uh, yeah, it'd have to be different. It'd have to be different, right? Yeah. Because your income is uncommon. Right. So remember back at the beginning of our discussion, right, Kevin? Uh -huh. You said, yep. I think my, my income's common. Well, guess what? Everybody you know might have a similar income to you, but the point is that when the IRS looks at your income, it's quite different. So remind me, Brian, not to play any of those uh, games on TV because I think I would do very poorly. I got everything wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's the real point, listeners. I just wanted to show that uh, Kevin really didn't know anything today. No. <laughs> no. Hey, wait a minute. Hey, wait a minute. All right. All right. All right. I'll give it to you. He was playing along. Okay? All, right, all right. That's the inside story. But the point is, hopefully, that some of you out there got a, we opened your mind a little bit to thinking, hey, maybe I do have an uncommon situation. Maybe I do need a different strategy. And maybe I have not heard mm. of it before. Mm. Right. Right. And I want to add to that, too, along with needing a different strategy, it can also apply to people who are trying to move up in that scale. You know, when you aspire to move up to be someone in that higher, the higher brackets that we're talking about, the five, top 1% or top 5%, when you're moving up, it would probably make sense to emulate who you're trying to become, to be, to you know, the wealthier person, try to emulate the wealthier person, try to adopt some of their strategies and tactics as well. Exactly. And, you know, 
do you need an, if you want an uncommon strategy because you have an uncommon tax situation, for instance, then you're going to have to start listening to some out of the box thinking, right? Yeah. Thinking out of the box can change your life. Uh, I know it did myself. Brian, did it, you have any experiences like that in your life? Oh, just a few. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? So here's, here's the little box analogy for you. So everything we know we think is true, going back to what we were talking about earlier, okay? Right, right. Meaning it fits into the box. Everything I know, that's the title of the box, everything I know, right? Every once in a yeah. while, I run into something that I think I knew that suddenly doesn't fit in the box anymore because it didn't seem true. Mm. Let me give you an example. Yeah. All right. I used to think that when Memorial Day came around and I wanted to get out of New York City, the best thing to do was to get in my car and drive north. <laughs> <laughs> Let the summer begin, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then Friday afternoon or Thursday night would come around and we get in the car ready to go, thinking that somehow we had, we're going to beat the rush and only to find out that the road was jammed Beyond belief. <laughs> Anyone ever had that yeah. experience? <laughs> yeah, I can. And what should have been a four or five hour trip became a 10 or 12 hour trip, right? Oh, yeah, I can I can relate to that. And not only on the way there, but on the way back. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So much for a fun holiday weekend. Yeah, that, that probably made it a little less uh, enjoyable. So what I learned, of course, was that maybe the car wasn't the best mode to get around on a holiday weekend. Maybe I needed to take a train or a plane or something else so I could relax. And uh, suddenly I had to get a bigger box to accommodate what I thought was the best way to get around my car. Right? Right. All right. So anyway, it's the same with our finances. You know, we think we know everything about it until we find out that we don't. Yeah. Like, for instance, you lose a bunch of money in the market. You think you're doing great. And then you lose a bunch of money in the market and you realize, hey, there's got to be a better way than this. Yep. And that's where Ralph Tactic Rebels comes in. Absolutely. <laughs> Looking for that better way that is currently in our blind spot. Does that make sense? Right. Makes sense? Podcast for people who think differently. That's That makes sense to me. That's what we're looking at here. All right? Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I can relate too. Thinking differently, it just, just changing your thoughts a little bit can have the most profound effect on your life. Little story of when I was younger in school. Okay. In fact. Yeah. So when I was coming up through college, I was having a little bit of a hard time with some things because I was trying to study in college the same way I had always studied my entire life. Okay. And I ended up asking a teacher, not a teacher, but an expert in learning, not not in teaching, but an expert in learning about that. They had told me that there was many different ways of learning, and it, it blew my mind. I didn't realize I could think differently about learning. Yeah, learning styles. Yeah, complete blind spot. Didn't knew nothing about it. Blew my mind. There's a different learning style. I I never heard of that. Right. And then they showed me how I learn and how to learn the way that I learn, how to think the way that I think, which is thinking differently, mm -hmm. and changed my educational experience from there. Yeah. Uh, just all of a sudden, all my classes, I just they all made so much more sense and my grades went up and my whole life improved from there. And that was one of the most profound experiences in just thinking differently about something and opening up my mind and learning something I didn't know. And it yeah, changed my whole life. Exactly. Reducing your blind spot by exposing yourself to new thoughts, right? Yep. 
Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's great. That's a great example of the same thing. And it's the same with our finances. You know, if we yep. open up our, our view to new thoughts, yep. they're out there. Right. And that's, yep. that's what yep. we try to bring to people. Yep. Absolutely. Brian, thank you so much. Cause I think this is one of the most important subjects, which is thinking. <laughs> uh, All right. None of the stuff we talk about will do any good if you don't think about it. That's right. right. That's and it. That's, that's what it's all about. So all thanks right. again, Brian. Thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you, Wealth Tactic Rebels. Please remember to go to our website, wealthtacticrebels.com, where you can download your free guide to the three key areas where you could be losing money unknowingly and unnecessarily. Brian, thanks again. We'll talk to you again soon. And thank you for joining us, Wealth Tactic Rebels, and have a fantastic day. Want to really see things differently? Take our course in Genius Tactics 201, where we teach you all the wealth accumulating tactics with detailed real-life examples, see your progress with quizzes, and a certificate of completion. For course details, visit WealthTacticRebels.com. Sign up today and start seeing things differently. This presentation is intended as informational only. Information presented does not consider your particular financial objectives, risk tolerance, time horizon, or other unique circumstances, and does not constitute a personalized recommendation or replace the advice of a financial, tax, or legal advisor or other qualified professionals. Do your own research and do not use the information of this presentation in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional. To the best of our ability, we provide content that is accurate as of the date of release. However, we give no assurance or guarantee regarding its accuracy, timeliness, completeness, or applicability. We assume no liability for the information of this and related presentations.